Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, it's Melinda Kunst. I am with Hope When There Was None. This is my page. Thank you for joining me. If you haven't been here before, I am just going to briefly tell you I am a childhood abuse survivor as well as a domestic violence survivor. And this is, again, my page. I come to share inspiration, empowerment. And over the past few weeks or a week or so, it's been my story. Call Me Master. And it's a memoir of survival. And that's why I'm here today to bring you another reading. I'm in chapter 27. I've been skipping around a little bit. So good morning. Hi. Thank you for watching. So let's dig into this. Hey, Miss Michelle. So let's see. Here we go. The worst thing my abuser did was turn my son against me. And I said that in court during the finalization of our divorce proceedings. That was back in 2012. Renter's insurance. June 2009. Due to some unfortunate circumstances, I found it necessary to leave my sister's home. I quickly needed to find a place for us to live, and unfortunately, I had to turn to Will to keep the kids until I found a home. Of course, he opened up his home, saying he can configure the house so we can. He started concocting all these things. Yay, I'm glad you're here! Yay! <laughs> So he started concocting all these reasons why we should get back together, things he can do to make it so I could live there at the house with the kids. We can all stay together. He wouldn't bother me. I would have my own separate separate quarters and so on and so on. So he was thinking, well, I can configure the home and do this. So um, he said we could live together in separate sections of the house. And it was big enough that we could probably make that work, but I wasn't going to do it. We could share the common quarters, such as the kitchen and the laundry room. I advise him that it's unnecessary and not a wise choice considering the circumstances. At the same time, I wasn't able to find a suitable place to temporarily, so I had to stay with a friend. I told the attorney of the sudden change he believed it was the best idea unless something else came to rock the boat. It would be over a little, over a little over a month before I was able to find a place for us. I had several disappointing and sad rejections from apartments due to me being able to find work. Yeah, I had found work like the month before, so I didn't have enough of a history. Child support payments were sporadic. The income that Will had as a foreman in a union roofer waterproofer company was pulling down. He was pulling down prior to us leaving about $80,000 a year. And uh, due to the special arrangement he had with his boss. So he was getting cash under the table for years, you know, over a decade. That's how he had been doing that regularly and during the winter times too. Magically, of course, during the separation, poof, he went down to making, I think it was like $10,000 a year automatically. It, it just poof. He, com he complained that it was uh, due to the bubble popping several years before, but it's like, oh, really, really guy? And that's what it was. He had promised me, at one point in time, he said, you'll never get a penny out of me. And it wasn't so much that I needed a penny, but I needed that stuff to get food for the kids. And, uh, you know, I needed just something for the kids, books, supplies, and so on and so on. It wasn't like I was getting a manicure. I wasn't going to get massages. I needed this stuff for the kids, and I continue to need the stuff for the kids. But at the same time, I kind of prided myself because his child support 
payments were so sporadic that I was able to make it on my own. I mean, really and truly, that was something very powerful for me to realize and know that I didn't need a man. I didn't need another person to rely on for income. I did it all on my own. Me. So um, magically, let's see, I hoped his support payments would help me cover the needs of many things to get through. At this point in the divorce, there have many things were strange, volatile, and still worrisome. Will and I managed to discuss arrangements to drop off the kids the following week. He inquired if I had the kids' bikes at my sister's house, if so, he would pick them up. I alerted my sister about the situation and let her know that that would be fine. I would be at work, and so what harm could it do? The day of the pickup, uh, Lynn called me concerned. Miranda had, that's my older daughter, had notified her that Will was taking some of the boxes and my clothing from the apartment. She asked what to do. I told her just to let it be. Um, it was so volatile right now with him and I. I my sister was so strained, right, and her husband were very amped up. There was a lot of anxiety going on. So to have her get the police involved and so on and so on, which hindsight, I wish I did. I have a lot of hindsight. I wish I had told her to call the police because he took a lot of stuff. I mean, of all the stuff I accumulated and since I had started working, I started getting my own dishes, uh, my own books and so on things, uh, games for the kids. He swiped it all. CDs. Yeah, he swiped it all. So I should have told her to call police, huh? but I didn't want to upset her any further. Many things I purchased on my own, huh, with my own money, had been taken. I later learned that he had a big garage sale, and he sold a lot of those things, but he also allowed our older son to burn many of my items and uh, to break them, too. He denied taking anything at all. I let it go. These were just things. It was still frustrating. Don't get me wrong, but I had to let go. After a few days of this incident, I received a call from him alerting me that he paid renter's insurance because I did end up getting an apartment. Uh, he did get that renter's insurance for me just in case my house was burglarized or a fire came through. And I thought, you know what, this is really weird. I told him, no, thank you, but I appreciate it. I let him know I would get it on my own. As the management from the apartment had gave, given me some suggestions about who to ask and how much it would run. He continued that he would insist he couldn't cancel the policy and that was it. I told Terry about the strange call. We both agreed that there was something very unsettling about it. The next day, I canceled the policy. About two weeks later, Will called very angry. He received a check in the mail along with a cancellation letter. He told me that I'd be sorry for canceling that policy. Terry and I spent had been a couple at this time. He had spent some time with me and stayed while drop-offs were going on just to make sure that I was okay. Everything went well, and I was surprised and relieved at this last time because this was the time that the kids were finally coming to me, so I was really excited. The kids piled up the stairs, and I was so happy to have everyone back. I showed everyone where they would be sleeping. There was It was a two-bedroom apartment, but I managed to set it up so each kid could have their own. I would sleep on the futon. And, uh, let's see. No sooner than things had settled down, Terry and the girls were discussing who would get the top top bunk bed. And then Nathan, it's my older son, had walked in with an open beer bottle. Now he's not old enough to drink. He's still a teenager. He's 13 years old. No, at that time I think he was 15. This took me by surprise. I told Nathan to get the bottle back into the kitchen. He ignored that request. I grabbed the bottle from him, yelling, "That's not going to happen." He was too young. No alcohol. He stood, Nathan stood with us. He didn't make a sound or a move. The girls were pretty animated, excited about being back with me. So they weren't even like, they were kind of oblivious to the situation. So once again, my older son, because I did take the bottle, he once again dashed out and he appeared with another bottle of beer. Now, why did I have beer? I know my, my face is a little fuzzy right now. My, it's being weird. Um, why did he have beer? 
because um, Terry drinks beer. So he grabbed a bottle of beer and this was something he just decided he was going to do. He was going to push my buttons. I might have to go downstairs with this. If this continues to be all 